Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the vibe, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Running Off the Screen, presented by Raptors Republic. I'm the man they call Mac, and today I am joined by an, an Avengers-like panel of Raptors fans. <laughs> we have Jamar in the building. What's up, everybody? We have Aiden. Yo. We have Manny. What's up, y'all? We have Christian. What's up, guys? And we have Zorar. I'm here to win. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> so this should be a good one. In this episode, we will be doing a draft with a draft pool that only consists of former and current Raptors players. So each of us will take turns selecting five players. So basically a starting five and only players that played a regular season game with the Raptors are eligible to be drafted. So guys like Precious Achua or Dragic are not eligible. And also... The player you are drafting is the version of that player when they were on the Raptors. So if you're getting Elijah Wan or T-Mac, they are not in their prime as yet. So, and to make the draft a little bit more balanced, I would like to do like a snake format. So if you have the last pick in the first round, you're going to have the first pick in the second round and so on. So I got the last pick, but the man man who's on the clock right now is Manny. Uh, Manny, who are you taking? All right, gentlemen. So, uh, with the number one pick in this evening's draft, I'm going to go with... <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, number one. He stayed, in, he stayed with me. I don't know why he didn't stay with Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, that seems like a consensus pick there. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of feels like a betrayal. Oh, well, I guess the top two guys are kind of like in that mold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, so, uh, let's just, the results driven, okay? Let's just make and, this results driven. And Jamar, who, who are you selecting? You're, you have the number two pick. The second overall pick, the guy who made me a Raptors fan. Gotta go with Vince Carter. <sighs> <laughs> Pick. Good pick. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry, Damar. Sorry, you guys. But I, I got to go with Vince. I'm going on talent alone. And he's probably the most talented Raptor ever. Not the, I don't, he didn't do the most for the Raptors, but he's probably the most talented Raptor ever. So I got to go with Vince. Solid pick. I mean, you could make a case. He, he did. He did a lot for the Raptors. I mean, he didn't win a title, but I think you could yeah. make a case that he, you could make an argument he did the most for the Raptors, except winning a yeah. title. You know, I mean, this generation of, of players in the NBA, Canadian players in the NBA, are because they watched him, I think. And then, right. you know, within another like 15 years or so, we're going to see another boom, I think, of Canadian talent. And, and, and I'd say, I mean, if Vince doesn't uh, re sign with Toronto, 
uh, it basically puts Toronto on the same path as what happened to the Vancouver Grizzlies. Hundred percent. Right? So, I was just going to so say, say there is no Raptors. It's a bold statement: there is no Raptors without Vince Carter. But you could make that case. Yeah, you yeah. can make that case. It's a fair yeah. case. He's part of that whole NBA wave, really. Like that whole dr- couple of years of draft class, like carried the NBA for a whole decade. So it's not just the Raptors, but yeah. Yeah, good pick. Like again, he's our first, the first superstar, maybe the only true superstar, other than Kawhi, I guess, on the Raptors. And uh, Aiden, you have the third pick. Man, I feel like I'm the Orlando Magic in this year's draft. (laughs) It just fell right into my lap. (laughs) I got. I'm just briefly going to say I have a criteria of three. One, my style of basketball, which is like the gritty, like fast-paced, hard-nosed style. I drafted based on nostalgia, the guys that are near and dear to my heart. And um, the last thing, obviously, is my chance to win. And with that, Kyle Lowry is the guy that, that hits all of those like right on the head. He's a leader. He's a great floor general. He's a great player. And he's now, you know, the Toronto Raptor. Um, it took a little while there with the in the DeRozan years where it wasn't really clear what what Lowry meant for Toronto, but after the championship, um, it was quite obvious. Great pick. I guess, yeah, I think I was going to go Kyle third as well if I had yeah. to pick. <laughs> that was a good pick. Good pick. And, uh, I, I, I'm next, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, so my criteria is like your, your first pick in this draft is a guy you gotta, you should be able to build around. Like, he should be a centerpiece of some sort, which you can put pieces around. And, like, I was really tempted to pick a, pick a Chris Bosch on this one uh, because Hall of Famer, you know, has spent years in Toronto. But one of the things that we saw in Toronto with the, with the, uh, with, with Bosch is that you couldn't really uh, build around him, uh, right? Um, but, unfortunately, that's all I have left at this point on the board. <laughs> the other option that I was thinking about was uh, Damon Stoudemire, uh, but I think his, his stint was a little too short with the Raptors, and I don't think Bosch is obviously much more of a franchise player than him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Chris Bosch, who was heavily nice. criticized for his uh, for his play in Toronto for not being the guy or a tier one player. But here I am picking him in number one in my in my draft. <laughs> Good he was a consistent twenty ten guy, like consistent man, year in year out, year in oh, year yeah. out, easily. And and I think it, you know. We made fun of him at the time for like not driving the ball when really he should have been going the other way and hitting threes all this time. So he was yeah. ahead of his time. Ahead of you his could time. have changed the lead before Steph. Yes. Mm-hmm. In in some ways, you can build around him because he's so flexible, especially nowadays basketball. You know, like he is a, a medium ball five, but he can play down as well. So I mean. You, you still need a superstar beside him, obviously, but it's a, it's a solid pick. Yeah. Zerar, do you want him down in the post, or do you want him around the perimeter? Well, see, the, Max set the, set the context that you can only pick the guy that played when he was with the Raptors. So when he was with the Raptors, he was basically a... Not even a post player. I would even call him like a high post. Mid, mid, yeah, high post. He was a high post, yeah. mid post player. M- more face up than post up. Uh, I'd say I'd say seventy percent of his possessions were like face up, yeah. right? So uh, I guess that's where I would put him. And I think in today's NBA, he would he would thrive as well because what he always had, and whether he played in Miami or in Toronto, was that he always had a quick first step, which could have been right. which worked in any sort of game. And uh, with the fifth pick. 
Christian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> New kid on, on the block vibe. See, I'm in a very weird spot because I was kind of arranging this in tiers, and this is where that Chris Bosch pick was the, the, the last player on my tier one set of players. And I think I'm kind of in that fork in the road kind of part of the draft where you could kind of take this in several different directions. I personally, if, if you weren't going to take Chris Bosch, I was 100% going to be like, yes, Chris Bosch, let's go with this. You know, stretch big, can play inside, can play outside, Hall of Famer. Um, hmm. Could go a couple different directions here. I really like since we're drafting a starting five. I'm the only reason why I'm iffy about this pick is because I like some of the the shooting guards at the back end of this draft. But I think just because of everything that he kind of accomplished in the last decade as a Raptor, I'm gonna have to go with Demar Derozan here for my first rounder. Um, you know, I was kind of contemplating between him, Pascal, um, some of the bigs. I love Freddie. Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse would have been a solid pick here. Uh, but we'll go with DeMar DeRozan. With the context of it, of them as a Raptor, I guess I don't get some of his advanced playmaking that he's developed since as a spur. Um, but I got that mid-range game. I had the ability to, you know, get a bucket here. He can create for us here off the dribble, as you guys can see in this package. Mm-hmm. Just a go-to guy for us in the last 10 years. He couldn't get it done in terms of getting us to that championship, but he was a key trading. Uh, he was the core of that trade for Kawhi. Um, did so much here for us as a, as a franchise player. Wanted to stay in Toronto, and so I'm, I'm bringing him back home, DeMar DeRozan, with my first pick. And I'd say he also uh, did not have the greatest coaching around him when he was no, in, his, in, his, yeah. in his formative development years. I think he sort of missed out on that. I think if he had a guy like Nick Nurse around him to kind of shape his early career, you would have maybe seen a different outcome. But instead, he had like Sam Mitchell and no, no disrespect to Mo Schatz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that probably didn't help his cause. Okay, and now we're on my pick. The sixth pick. This is a this is probably the toughest spot. Um, it's not obvious anymore. Yeah, exactly. You get back to back picks though, so you can yeah. build a nice little core here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could double up here. Where do I want to go with this? Okay. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. With the sixth pick, I know he has been. He's been on a rough spot, uh, but when he's on, he's on. I still remember that Euro step on Draymond in the finals to kind of yes. clinch yeah. the game. Yeah. I'm going with Pascal Siakam. Spicy. Um, he's a he's a two way player. I know he's gonna probably bounce back, have a great year. COVID really messed him up. Um, that that bubble messed him up, but I think he's gonna be back once we're back in Toronto. I think he's gonna get back to his old self. So I go Pascal. When when he hears that he got drafted six in this. He's gonna, it's going to really boost his confidence come this season. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be watching. He's going to watch this, and he's going to be like, "Really?" Okay. Can you I even can make it? it? The only guy that I think you can make a case for him drafting above the people who have gone so far is maybe Demar. Yeah. The, the the other guys, Kawhi, Vince, Lowry, and Bosch, I think are like clear, clearly ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope he watches. That. I hope he has the last dance on like repeat 
like in the offseason while he's like rehabbing his knee or was it his shoulder that he hurt his shoulder yeah his shoulder but it seems like he's okay. ahead of schedule i think he's just trying to keep keep it quiet eh? but it seems like he's he's working hard to get his way back so we'll see how that goes and I think uh the, sorry one thing I think the New York Times article came out today about how right. he opened up with his struggles and whatnot. I just got to say one thing because it's been going on for like a year and a half now. Whoever the hell is in his DMs, whether it be IG or Twitter or whatever, leave the man alone. Like, yeah. fandom gets to a certain point. Like, that's like, that, sh- that still pisses me off. Yeah, like, he's a human at the end of the day. He's going through hardships. But he, he, like, what was he when he got drafted, right? He's way more, he's way higher than what he was expected to be. So let's give him some credit, right? So, yeah. And, uh, and like, and another reason, like, never to check your mentions. Exactly. <laughs> never. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess it's my pick again. Um, I can't let this guy pass. I, I've watched. I haven't watched a lot of his games. I watched more highlights than I have his actual games. But I'm going with Mighty Mouse with the first pick of the second round. Pair him up with Pascal. Have a scoring guard and have a scoring two-way big. I think that's the perfect compliment for him. Him and Stoudemire. That's a nice combo. Who, I was, who saw him play? Anybody saw him play? No. I, I saw him play a little bit, but I wasn't really drawn to the Raptors until this, but I saw a little bit of him. Yeah, I was yeah. still I was still cheering on Sharif and Big Country back then, so I <laughs> I just know that he like he, what his best season was with Toronto though, right? It was his rookie season. Yeah. Yeah. He won rookie of the year that year, right? Yeah. Ninety six. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was a problem. As you can see in these highlights. You know, of all the people that have left Toronto, um, I mean, he, you know, we, we, we talked about like not get, having the best coaches sometimes. Uh, his coach was Daryl Walker. And he walked out oh, on the yeah. team. Yeah. And, and Daryl Walker basically quit mid season. So, <laughs> did he really? Yeah. And, and if Damon wanted to make anything of his career, I mean, I, I totally see he's the, he's the most justifiable exit out of Toronto of Chris Bosch, Vince Carter, uh, and him. Uh, or you know he 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 definitely he gets a pass from me. And now with the second pick of the f- second round, uh, we have Christian. Who you who you selected? Right, I have a feeling I know. I have a feeling I know. But let's let's see. Maybe I I don't know if this is going to be considered off the board uh, and whatnot. But um, I'm the second pick that I'm going to make is, is going to be directly based off the player I took with my first pick, that being DeMar DeRozan. And so one thing that I think was missing during DeMar's tenure was uh, a big that could space the floor and and clear out some of that traffic uh, in in the driving lane. And so the big that I'm going to be taking, for me personally, after watching him, after the Raptors acquired him during the championship run, he really changed the game for me in terms of what I expect from a big moving forward with the Toronto Raptors. The way he manhandled Vucevic in the first round, the way he contained, uh, to a degree, uh, Joel Embiid, and, and him being such a, a pivotal part to that Giannis wall, and even in the Golden State series, I know Golden State played smaller against us, but for him to kind of allow Nick 
several possessions throughout a game to dictate the pace. I remember one sequence in game one where the Raptors were so incredibly patient with getting this guy the ball uh, down low and exposing mismatches. Um, again, just changed the game for us during that championship run. I, I don't think we would have won without him. He was such a crucial piece. But Mark Gasol is who I'm going to be taking in the second round with the second pick to pair up with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, again, a DeMar, Mark Gasol pick and roll, pick and pop, I think would be deadly. And again, clear some of that space that we struggled to kind of find last year, especially. That's an underrated pick right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll follow um, Christian's uh, philosophy of like basically trying to uh, have your second, kind of build a team basically and not just pick random, uh, uh, like re- random guys. So, and, and I think, one, and I already picked uh, Bosch in the first round. And one thing that I think uh, that we lacked in the Bosch era was like a little bit of grittiness and toughness. Right, I remember the Brooklyn series where we just Mickey Moore like handed it to us. Oh my goodness! <laughs> remember that guy? I mean, that's a throwback. That's what was it Mehmet Okor too? He was like he was like Bosch Kryptonite. That's not Mehmet Okor. It was Boki Nakbar. Oh, Boki Nakbar. Oh yeah, Kristen was there too. Right, and I think this guy would add that requisite toughness and also needed that defensive upgrade over Jose Calderon. So, uh, you know, which is not saying much, but uh, I'm, I, I got to go with um, Fred Van Vliet uh, wow. as the pick here. So I'm building a nice little team, Bosch at the four, Fred at the one. Uh, I don't know what you guys are doing here with Damar and Gasol. That didn't that didn't go anywhere for us, but I think I'm going to I'm going to build a nice little team here. Fred Van Vliet. That's a good pick there. And Aiden, how, how are you going to counter that? Well, I know uh, I'm in a good spot because I'm building a championship team. And it's fitting because a guy like Lowry in his era, the big thing in that, it, the DeMar Lowry era was who was going to play the power forward. So every year it was who are we going to trade for. And I was so hot to trot on Kenneth Fareed. I was so hot to trot on uh, Markeith Morris. And, uh, you know, we got Luis Scola. Like, we could just never get that power forward. And then waltzing in the door after a nice little uh, unloading of Terrence Ross, we get uh, my pick for my second player, Serge Ibaka. And, you know, I think he evolved as a player too. I don't think he ever really met the expectations that uh, he started uh, to set in Oklahoma. He was uh, he was a little bit stiff um, as a player, and he was a little bit one-dimensional offensively, especially. But he he came up in the clutch many times. He was a great defensive player. He could guard uh, bigger centers. He could step out when he needed to. He was a great shot blocker, and you could run nice little pick and rolls with him all day. And he was a favorite of Lowry, so they pair very nicely together. It's a very good. That's a good pick. I like that. That's, I like that pick. And Jamar, who you got as your second pick to compliment Vince? Oh, this is tough. Especially for a guy who did not look of anything before this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been, I've, been, I've been looking through stuff as you guys have been talking. Uh, and there's a bunch of different ways I could go. Uh, I could go with a facilitator. I could kind of balance things out with a big. Uh... 
I'm kind of juggling between two people as I speak, but to make this fun, what I'm gonna do is let's go. If you remember his, <laughs> if you remember his last <laughs> season, if you remember his last season as a Raptor, he was really starting to come into his own. Um, he even averaged almost two blocks oh, for, for a wing player. And, you know, we've always had the what if he stayed? What if the two of them were together? So I'm going to bring T-Mac back uh, with Vince. Damn I'm going to have the two wings together. They can and they're they're versatile enough where they could play in any era. So I'm going to bring the two wings together. T-Mac is coming back to the Raptors. That's my second pick. Damn, oh, how about the duel? That's a fantasy of all of ours, I'm sure. <laughs> Damn, man. What he came into, what he became is like, you know, I don't think anybody could, could have foreseen that. Um, but and he, he could, I don't think he could have become that with Toronto, um, especially with Vince. But, but at, at the end of that, at the end of that 2000 season, you were seeing a lot of flashes. You were seeing yeah. flourish. And even in that, I remember even in that first game where Vince was like, what, three for 20 or something? I'm talking the playoff game against the Knicks when he was like three for 20 or something. It was T-Mac that had like 25 points. It's like you, you could like, it, and at that point, I think he was only 20 years old. So, I mean, the signs were there. So, I'm just building off that. Yeah, I think if he stayed, he would have been more of a a defensive force. Like, yes, he was a good offensive weapon, but defensively, like you said, those two blocks, that could have blossomed into something. He would have been like like the ultimate Swiss Swiss Army knife. Exactly. The facilitating was coming. The athleticism was there. The defense was there. Obviously, he had to sacrifice some defense for offense when he went to Orlando. But like he he was he would have been the like the ultimate um, Swiss Army knife. So that's who I got to go with. We probably would have attracted more free agents, uh, like maybe some better players too. If, like they kept those two together. But also, I think like you know it was just the early years, right? And and you know we talked about coaching. Um, Daryl Walker. Yeah. We talked about Daryl Walker a little bit. Daryl Walker would not play Tracy McGrady in a in a season where the Raptors won sixteen games because he said like he's not. Like he's not mature enough. He's a rookie out of high school mm-hmm. yeah. in a season that's going nowhere, and you're benching him. Like you talk about, it, it, it was a perfect place to like give this guy 35 minutes, and he 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 basically was on the bench for like half the games because uh, uh, Daryl Walker didn't like his the cut of his jib. <laughs> oh my gosh! Six sailors there are six eight six nine explosive wing. Tell me like, how you really feel, Zara. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> but thank God for Butch Carter, though he's an underrated fast. coach. Eh? Yeah. Butch, isn't Butch Carter underrated as a coach? Why is he yeah, getting Butch, no love? Yeah. He's underrated as a coach, but the problem is, is that he he wouldn't he didn't want to just coach. He wanted to do. He was like undermining the GMs and stuff like mm. that. And so, like, he became toxic because even before that 2000 playoff series, I remember, I can't remember. Maybe Zarar might refresh my memory. Oh, no, no. Nah, go ahead, go ahead. But, but anyway, I just remember, I just remember, like he had this whole, he had this whole legal thing going back and forth with Marcus Canby, and um, I was like, so, so I don't know, some lawsuit type of thing, and like he was getting under the skin of the like the vets, like Antonio Davis, Charles Oakley. So like he had a lot of coaching talent, but he became toxic. He's like his head got too big or whatever. Oh, the Mark, the Mark Jackson in Golden State effect, basically. No, no. So yeah. the story is this. The story is this. Uh, the story is that uh, Marcus Camby and uh, Butch Carter had a thing going, and then the rap. Sorry, the Raptors traded Marcus Camby to the Knicks right. uh, for Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley, yeah. Uh, and uh, while the Raptors were playing the Knicks, 
uh, Butch Carter and Marcus Camby said something in the press about Butch Carter or like his time in Toronto. And Butch Carter during the playoff series sued Marcus Camby for defamation of character. He sued him. Here's the here's the quote. He's a liar, Camby said. I don't really like him. No one likes him, and no one wants to play for him. That's the kind of guy he is. Defamation of character lawsuit coming up. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, so he wasn't a player coach. <laughs> Damn, I feel so but it's 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 weird though because I kind of feel like he was, but he just he just rubbed him the wrong way. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Because I mean, like Vince and Team, he he's part of the reason Team Max started to grow. He 100%. let them he let them do their thing. But then he would just have this like off the court drama where it's like, dude, why can't you just coach the team? That Marcus Camby trade, man, I don't know. Uh, that one hurts too. It, it, we'll, it hurts. we'll get to that. I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Manny, it's your pick now. All right, boys. So, God, I uh, I don't know if this this is this is a nice way for this to have worked out. Um, with my second pick, I'm gonna go with the man they call Kawhi 2.0. Oh, damn. Um, you know that guy OG who's like, we still don't know what his ceiling is. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna go with him. I think he'd be a good guy to go with right now. Um, yeah. He's still like, you know, if we've seen anything over the last like, I think four seasons, this guy's constantly getting better. He his game is expanding. It's expanding every season. Um, we touched on this before Zarar. All he really needs to do is, you know, develop a quicker first step. And I can definitely see him averaging around 18 to 20 points per game. He's already one of the uh, premier perimeter defenders in the league. Even I'll even go a step further and call him just premier defenders. Um, Kawhi 2.0, OG and Obi. That's my second pick. Um for many and, reasons and the thing with OG um, people overlook this well not overlook but he is one of the most def- uh, versatile defenders yes, and they have yes, seen and yes. I think he had the highest defensive versatility rating ever recorded right. in the last 15 years and I think second on the list uh, was Rondé Hollis Jefferson when he was with the Raptors <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I don't know how much weight you put on that stat but he is, he is one of the best defenders in the league so good yeah. pick yeah, one through five, he can he can efficiently guard them all. I remember even in the bubble in the Celtics series, back against the wall, he was playing the five for us, and Nick put him back there, and he did a just a, a solid job. One thing about OG is even if he doesn't develop that first, you know, that quick first step that we would like him to develop. He's shown that bully ball kind of mentality and it's worked out really well for him. And I think Mm -hmm. one thing with you never want to see any of our players injured, never want to see anyone injured. But with Pascal missing some time at the beginning of the season, it's really going to give OG some of that in-game reps that he kind of needs to get things going, to get him started off quickly in the season, at least offensively. And then even when Pascal comes back, you know, to have someone like Scotty on the floor at the same time, potentially, that means someone smaller is going to have to check OG on some nights. And, you know, that's where that bully ball can kind of come into play as well. And he's one yep. of the best spot-up shooters in the league, right? He, he had what, five five attempts a game, and he shot over 40%. He's one of 15 he's, players he's, to do that. 
he is so efficient in everything he does. I mean, honestly, there's just like I feel like I could go on forever about OG because I love him so much. But um, I don't know, man. It's just like he is he is the prototype for I think a player that you would want to incorporate into your team's culture, into what you're trying to build towards. Um, and I think he can fit in seamlessly in any era. Um, I don't think there's like one era he couldn't fit into. Like you know, I, he's strong. He's like he's big. He's long. He's athletic. Um, I, I and he's a rough. He's a he's a rugged defender. I love everything about this guy. I really do. And you know what? I, I like the fact that uh, he invites contact. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. he invite. Like he he's not afraid of getting hit or or going into the lane and uh, and and inviting contact while not uh, compromising his uh, shot quality. Like Demar went into the lane often, got invited contact, but compromised his shot quality because he maybe he wasn't yeah. strong enough, or or he maybe whatever he didn't have the angle to the to the to shoot properly, so he kind of used to like bend back. But OG when he goes to the rim, he he stays up strong. So even though he's getting hit, he's not yeah. necessarily getting a, a, a lower percentage shot. No, and his reactions to like having drawn contact or if he's like hammered down is like. Is quality mean content, by the way. Isn't it so unfortunate we didn't get to see him and Kawhi during that oh, championship run? Like, I yeah. would have loved yeah. to see him play that together. That would have been amazing. That would have been unreal. There's oh, nothing say, unfortunate about that season. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> All I'll say is I sprinkle a little bit of something on most improved player uh, award <laughs> this year. Yeah. I, well, it's between him and Gary Trent. I think Gary Trent might be in the running for that, too. Could be, could be. Yeah, yeah. And yo, do you guys see uh, the recent photos of Ananobi? He looked like he lost a lot of weight. Mm, interesting. Yeah, Probably trying to be more agile. Yeah, play more, more of a two, maybe. Maybe more guard play. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, Manny, uh, it, it's your pick again. Who, who you got? Okay, boys. So I'm gonna stick with my my overall theme of of tough. Uh, you know, nothing about business players. And, you know, the lineage of big men within Raptors history is not too rich. Um, (laughs) But at the top of the list, there are some pretty impressive names. Um, And, you know, if we learned anything about that championship run, you have to have a guy who can defend, a guy who can rebound um, in the low block, at least a guy that is willing to take on some of the tougher assignments. and I think this guy is going to be a really great protector for OG and Kawhi. Um, not that they really need one, but in the event that it it goes down that way, um, I'm going to go with an OG. I'm going to go with Antonio Davis for this one. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. When you said protector, I, I, I was thinking either him or someone else, too. I, I, I was pulling up JV highlights. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else too. That's why I groaned. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. Yeah, Antonio Davis, one-time All Star. Oh man, we got him for Jonathan Bender. Yes, I remember. And that. who the hell's Jonathan Bender? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we he was drafted in like I think '99 or '98. I think it was '99. Spencer's yeah. 98, right? He's yeah, another so. one of those high school dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like just another one of those, like too early and also wrong era. Not that we should be talking anymore about Jonathan Bender, but like, 
I think <laughs> in, I think in this era, he we definitely would have had a better chance. Okay, well, uh, like Manny, I was also thinking big since I already have my uh, wing tandem locked up with uh, Vince T Mac. Uh, this is a guy who, if you remember that 2016 playoff run, he was he was for the first I know three weeks their best. Yeah player on the team like he was literally saving their ass until he got hurt um not the greatest defender but he's an absolute beast on the boards you can throw it to him in the post um i don't know why teams still jump for his pump fake (laughs) but (laughs) but you know he could surprise you with the occasional shot but i just feel like that would be jv would be the uh dominant force inside that would work well with Vince and T-Mac you know they would get a lot of double teams you know JV would be open um, I, and I don't think that with a team with Vince and T-Mac that can both facilitate I don't, like point guard's not a premium for my team so I want someone who's going to be scoring at the rim grabbing boards because the Raptors have you know usually they struggle in that area so I think JV would be perfect that's where I thought Manny was going there, which is why I grew. Yeah, I, totally, I totally <laughs> forgot about Antonio Davis. So I'll take, I'll scoop up JV. Damn, he could have been so much better had he just gotten like a few more. I think offensively, man, he's one of the one of the most gifted bigs that the Raptors have drafted ever. If not the most draft, gifted big, I'd say, other than Bosch, obviously. But well, and do you, I don't mean like, do you remember those old days? Like he literally had cinder blocks for hands. Yeah. He could not catch anything. He, he like his footwork was slow. I mean, he's evolved so much over the years, and and now is like a monster. He's basically he's nearly unstoppable offensively if you give him the ball down low, mm-hmm. and, and sort of underappreciated as well. Uh, I think throughout his Raptors career, uh, I think you, you guys remember like, he's like you know feed JV the ball. He'll always deliver because he his statistics per forty or per thirty six were always like super. Uh, yeah. But never really played the fourth quarter because, for whatever reason, Sam never saw him as a finisher. So you, you saw like JV play a great first half, maybe a decent, you know, maybe a hit in the third, and then gone in the fourth quarter, despite having a good game. So we definitely got the short end of the stick in, in terms of that in Toronto. They would okay. So like the Raptors would score in the first quarter. Like say they score twenty points. How many times did you see JV have ten of their first twenty, and then he would end up with like fourteen? Yeah, it's like it's like that was like they'll feed him for the first five minutes of the game, and then okay, that's it. And then you knew he wasn't playing the fourth. So yeah, people got on Casey for uh, a lot for that, but you know, uh, it, it, it felt it felt like he was finally starting to get minutes in that 2018 playoffs when mm-hmm. we were tied with Washington for no reason. It's like oh, right idea. Why don't we play JV in the fourth? And then and it, and it worked out to get past Washington, but at, by then that, that by that point, I guess it was too late and. He's also one of those Raptors. I was talking about this um, at the barbecue, like between Vince uh, with his leg injury and Bosch getting hit in the face and Damar getting ejected and JV getting hurt by Draymond. It's like, we've had a lot of Raptors, like the, the best Raptors in our history, their last moment in a Jersey. So in some weird situations, like, I don't, I don't know how many franchises had that. <laughs> it's just like, okay, that's your last moment as a Raptor. So I don't know. I just, I, just, I also find that weird. 
every time we played Memphis he last year, he reminded us yeah. how bad we needed a big man down low. And I, I yeah. still remember in that draft class that he came out of, I remember wanting Kemba Walker so bad because I was so enamored by you know cardiac kemba with the with the step back kemba in yukon and us drafting a very skinny and young Jonas valanciunas and i remember thinking what did we just do and then fast forward to today and he's just such a big part of our history it's wild he dominated that miami series in 2016 like that was like it was that was his series and then the other thing is that if you had taken, if you had placed him in like, I don't know, if he was drafted 10 years ago, I, I feel like he would have been a perennial all-star. Yeah, um, 100%, 100%. 100%. Because like he is that old. And that's what everyone was saying when he was coming over from Europe is that like, you know, he's not, you know, your typical European when, you know, the NBA would always label European players as a little bit like, you know, softer. But he was always like touted as having been, no, he's part of a traditional big um even though he plays in europe and so uh, like you know i can like there's nobody that's i think more misplaced in terms of era like he's still unbelievably offensively like we were we were alluding to it with his uh per and his efficiency but man uh god he'd probably be putting up like i said i, I think like 20 and 15 like if he was you know back like if he was drafted 10 years ago and you got remember the centers back in that 2000 era that were starting to get all star nods because you know the Patrick Ewings, Shaqs, um, David Robinson of the world were like phasing out. It was like guys like Brad Miller, Zajunis Logoskis, McGlore, like, McGlore, McGlore made an all star team. Like I feel JV could cook all of them in that era. So yeah. and I have a question: Eastern Conference centers in that era were real whack. Yeah, that's why they took away the center spot in the All Star games. Like, <laughs> what, is, what is this? <laughs> well, let's see, post plays in an All Star game, but uh, <laughs> but I was I was gonna ask you guys, um, do you think if we kept JV and never traded for Gasol, we still win a ring? No, 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 definitely not. No, nobody. There's nobody there to contain Joel Embiid. There's nobody there to contain. Uh, there's nobody there to like trust to guard Giannis without fouling him. Um, even though his foul shots aren't really that, that threatening. Picture, right. p- picture uh, Golden State running a pick and roll, and it's JV who has to handle Steph Curry one on one, twenty four feet out. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have that defensive IQ for that. Yeah. 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 He doesn't have the, the footwork or anything for yeah. it. And an underrated part of that trade is that he also um, it also helped the spacing. Like the three point percentage went way up after cause, mm-hmm. uh, after JV because Mark would just be in the, like near the three point line and that just kind of opened everything up. So yeah. and he's a good yeah. playmaker too, so he opens up threes for other players as well. Yeah. Exactly, great passer. Yeah. So uh, Aiden, it's your pick now. Have you decided? Yeah, I've been scrolling through making sure I'm like not missing somebody. It's kind of that part of the draft. Let me first do an anti-draft. I will never draft Hideo Turkoglu. <laughs> uh, Andrea Bargnani, never. Sean Marion, suck it. Landry Fields, no thanks. CJ, CJ Miles can fuck off, and Patrick wow. Patterson, no way. So those guys wow. are automatically. I mean, off the Jason board. Capono, Linus Claza. But basically everybody who Brian Colangelo signed on the market. Yeah. Carlos Delfino. <laughs> I don't know. I might come back to Capono, but we'll see. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm actually, I don't know if this, this guy's on your board at all, 
But the thing is, I got to stick to my theme, which is gritty, defensive, a little bit switchable. And I'm going with uh, uh, a current announcer of the league, Douglas Christie. Oh, 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 oh nice. he stole my pick. He stole my pick, man. That's a great that pick. That's, a great oh, pick. That's great news. What an amazing I'm so pick. so happy to hear that. <laughs> now, I, I had a sneaking suspicion that he was the guy I wanted. I went back and checked the stats of the Raptors, and he, like, he went off with the Raps. Uh, he was 14 4 and 4 in uh, a, a couple of years where we were averaging 92 possessions per 48 minutes. So this is slow-ass basketball. And he had two and a half steals a game. Like, this guy was a lockdown defender. And at 6'5", especially nowadays, that's like four positions he can guard, no problem. And he was long. Uh, and he went to Sacramento, and, the, you know, but for a uh, corrupt referee, they probably win a championship. So... Um, he pairs perfectly with Kyle Lowry. They like they're interchangeable. I have a little bit of a challenge with rim pressure right now, which is a classic Toronto issue. But uh, I'm feeling good about him going into my shooting guard slot. Damn man, I, I, that's good. Uh, that's, that, that one hurt. That yeah, one hurt. That, that hurt me bad. Though. That, that, that that makes me hurt. all the happier. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was what, thinking about. Like, I was thinking about that next. <laughs> when he came to Toronto, he was uh, four years in it, into his career. And at 26 years old, he was the oldest player on that team. Hmm. Crazy. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about veteran leadership, eh? 26 year old leader. So, uh, Zarar, it's your pick? I mean, you know, like this really, this really kind of screwed me up. This pick because uh, <laughs> my next pick is basically assembling a team that already existed and didn't do much. <laughs> but uh, Christie would have added a bit of a '90s flair to things. Um, so at this point, like I'm debating between a couple of guys, uh, basically a, a, a wing uh, and a big. But since I already have a big, and I and I and I. Um, um, you know, my mind is actually not made up right now. It's, it's. I'm going. I'll tell you what. What my decision making is. It's. I already got Bosch and Fred, and I was going to pick Christie, uh, but then he. My second was like Mo Pete, but Mo Pete and Bosch already played a lot, so and you know that was okay. Uh, and the other guy that I would have loved to see on the Raptors uh, would would have been Charles Oakley uh, with Chris Bosch, but I feel like I need more size there, uh, so I'm going to go with the with the not the emotional pick and and go with uh, go with Mo Pete, who was wow. uh, probably a raptor who um, will I would imagine maybe get his jersey retired. I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe maybe not, maybe not. What do you what do you guys? Think? He was number twenty four, right? Twenty four, yeah. I still don't yeah. get why he's on broadcasts. As <laughs> is like one guy I don't really get, but yeah. Um, you know, I can't hold that against him with the, with this pick. Yeah. But um, well, you know, I mean, if, if you if you if you go down his his, I mean, very good defensive player, improved uh, every every year, good three point shooter, uh, never complained about his role. Like you know, you could have made a case that he was starter quality, uh, but there were always like somebody ahead of him. So uh, played with Vince as well, I think for, for a year or so. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's a good, solid all round player. My only hesitancy in this pick was that because he already played with Bosch for a bit and that team didn't accomplish much. So I was like, what am I really doing? But I got to go with Mopi. He's a little small of a backcourt too. 
Van Vliet and Mo Pete, I guess. How tall is Mo Pete? 6'5? He's 6'7. He's, he's he's like no, he was 6'7, yeah, I think. Six, seven? Yeah, oh, he looked. Maybe it's because his shorts are so big. I thought he was short. <laughs> no, no, no. I, that, that was a size consideration. I'm playing him at the two because I think in the modern era, he, he fits as a, as a two just fine. Yeah. In fact, uh, he would maybe even fit part of the Raptors' current length and strength thing where you're playing just like big, lanky guys everywhere. So, yeah. Uh, he would be like a good small ball four too. Um, and then the other thing is, he talked about how he was like willing to accept any role. And it was, I think, his what? It was the 05 06 season where he became the, or the third leading scorer, I think. He was averaging like 17 points. And then what? He went down the next year to like nine. And it's just, I think that goes to show just how unselfish he was. So. And to piggy, to sorry, just to just to piggyback off that when we're talking about Mo Pete's role, obviously everybody remembers probably his most memorable moment as a Raptor is when Ruffin threw the ball up in the air. When we're talking about Mo Pete and his role, those are the only seconds he played in that game. Dad <laughs> Mitchell celebrated and everything, and then he went back to the bench. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Like that was the old. I was like, because I never, I didn't watch the game. But I saw the highlights, and then I looked at the box score, and then I realized, wait a minute, he did that, and then Sam Mitchell took him out. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. And then the second thing I wanted to bring up is, who do you guys think is the better 24, him or Norma Powell? Oh. I feel like they're kind of similar in that they didn't really ever get me excited, and I was always expecting more, and they just plateaued. I guess Powell this year met those expectations a bit more. but I, I, I'd say Powell is definitely the better scorer. Individually, I think he was definitely better. You could make an you could make a case that Mo Pete was the better defender uh, because Mo Pete pretty much checked the other team's best wing player by default. That's uh, maybe that says a lot about who the Raptors had on the roster, <laughs> but that was that was the situation. Yeah, if I'm gonna go between, if I'm gonna pick between the two, um, if I'm not, if I'm just gonna pick between who I'd rather have on my team, I'd probably say Mo Pete. I just feel like. You know, he, he is asked, he does what he's asked to do. And, you know, even then some. So I like Mopi. That's a good pick for us. Okay, now Christian, it's your turn. Let's see what you got. All right, so it's 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 getting a little frustrating now because I had Mopi at the top of my board. And, and Zarar, you, you, you snatched him just before he fell to me. It happened with Chris Bosch as well. So... Um, I don't know if I'm tilting at this point, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit, in my opinion, off the board. Um, so I've got Demar, I've got Marcus Gasol. Um, I think with someone like Demar, I want to try and surround him with as much shooting as possible. And so I have that with Mark. I wanted Mo Pete there, um, classic three and D guy for that era. I'm looking around the board. You know, I I see you know. Norman Powell, but he's played with Demar before, and I, you know, I want to try and, and mix up the lineup a little bit. We've seen those two and what they can produce. So I'm gonna go with someone who, the very first time, at least for me, the very first time I saw him play was in a preseason game, and it was for a team not even in the NBA. And it was for Maccabi Tel Aviv, and okay. and so. <laughs> Let me paint a picture, right? I don't. I think up to this point, no NBA team had lost to an international team at this uh, up to this point in history, and the Toronto Raptors, I believe, became the first team to do so. Might have to be fact checked on that, but it came on a corner three, a game winner 
from none other than Anthony Parker. And, you know, not a little, I remember, you know, headed, having these conversations with buddies of mine and having to explain why that happened in a preseason game. But little did I know he would be joining our Toronto Raptors and Anthony Parker will always have a soft spot, soft spot in my heart. He was able to create for himself. He shot so well and his jump shot was one of the smoothest looking jump shots I, I had ever seen up to that point. It was just such a nice release. He could fade. I remember hearing things like, you know, he was the Michael Jordan of Israel. And, yeah. and so yeah. um, Anthony Parker, I'm going to place him on this fantasy team next to DeMar DeRozan, next to Marc Gasol. He can be that reliable shooter. You know, when DeMar is being smothered by the opposing team's best defender, Anthony Parker kind of create for me a little bit, just like you see in this highlight. So Anthony Parker to go with DeRozan and Marc Gasol. Over my man, Mo Pete. <laughs> yes, over yeah. Mo Pete. Yeah, yeah, ironically. Yeah. It's fitting that they get uh, drafted back-to-back because the next year in Washington, um, Parker had a crazy buzzer beater to send that game to overtime too. Yes, I remember, I remember that too. I remember the Washington Brock. I was like, no! It's not possible! <laughs> it's, like, it's like deja vu for them, so it's kind of fitting. He's, he, Anthony Parker is like at the peak of the shooting guard era too. Like, the kind of the DeMar DeRozan style like lulls you into you know this like false sense of security and then pulls up over you or gets to the tin obviously it wasn't as good but uh, he did have that Michael Jordan e kind of style to his game he was always a solid defender too like he could yeah. he was always like he kind of you know filled that position once Mopey left for New Orleans and I think in uh, 2007 but um, yeah without a doubt he was he was, a, he was a really good three-point shooter. And I think he, he got drafted in 99, but it was like, you know, he was a second-round pick, and it was with Orlando, and then went overseas, obviously, and then came back and really solidified his position, man. Like, I, I like Anthony Parker a lot. That was actually under consideration, uh, at least for my next pick. But, damn, man, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I like that pick a lot. Anthony Parker. Wow, that's unbelievable. It's great. Man. Well, I guess it's my turn, and uh, I gotta pick up, <laughs> gotta pick up the scraps. <laughs> Max so dejected this whole this whole draft. I know, man. Last night I was I was sleeping, like smiling, like yeah, I'm gonna get first pick. <laughs> I jinxed it, man. All right, but, um, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So right now, I only have two players. I have Pascal and Damon Stoudemire, and I think a good balance. To that core is an underrated player in Raptors history, a guy who's a really good podcaster as well. And uh, I guess he's a podcaster or he's on TV too, but I'll go with Jalen Rose with my pick. That's good. I was trying to figure out who the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, Danny I, was like, I like, I totally forgot about Jaylen. Danny Green. <laughs> so Jalen Rose, um, when he first came to Toronto, he was our point guard. Remember those few games that he played with Vince and they were like winning like nothing, like they're going crazy. And then our coach put in some plays and then we started losing again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he was a solid contributor to the Raptors. Uh, he embraced Toronto. Um, he does a little bit of everything. So I think he's a good balance. I think he was like the Brandon Roy before Brandon Roy, yeah. if that makes sense. He, um, uh, he didn't have great shooting numbers with Toronto, though. That's that was my hesitation on drafting him. Yeah, but yeah, I'm thinking more so like versatile for my type of team. He could play all over the place. He could play from the the point to the three. So 
depending on how I go later in the draft, I can move them around and see it, see how it works. And with my come around pick, um, my team looks like they need some defense. So I'm going to go with Marcus Camby, a guy who averaged 3.7 blocks a game in his second year with Toronto. Uh, that is, that is his career high. Um, and yeah, and even in his rookie year, he averaged two blocks a game. So I think that would be a good compliment for Pascal and Damon. So Marcus Camby. So this is this is what we were going to talk about earlier. But with Toronto right to get some veteran leadership, which I, well, I'm not going to put an opinion. But were they right to trade him for Oakley? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I think, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I, I I'm actually surprised by this pick. Because uh, this pick actually does the opposite. With uh, with Oakley still on the board, uh, you're picking the guy the Raptors actually shipped for Oakley in a one-on-one swap. I think, yeah, I think it comes down to, uh, it's funny because Oakley at first was, when he was like, you know, with the Bulls, he was traded for, what, Bill Part, right? And like, that was because Oakley was kind of like a rookie. He was younger and the Bulls wanted some veteran leadership. And then the Raptors, like you know, around 10 years later, go and do the same thing, except Oakley has traded places. And now he's a, he's a veteran. So he's coming in to provide veteran leadership, some toughness. And like, then he became Vince's protector. So I think that was, uh, I think that's cool to like, and it, it also kind of um, speaks to how people, I guess, were somewhat comparing Vince to Michael Jordan, obviously uh, in the earlier years. Yeah. When they were thinking that, like, okay, Oakley, like, you know, played with Jordan and this and that. But yeah. Uh, Mac, who was your pick before Camby? Uh, Jalen Rose. Oh, Jalen Rose. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I, I, I think Camby's the right pick. Oh, I mean, Oakley's at the latter stage of his career. He's not really producing. He's a locker room presence by then and an enforcer, which I, I do love. But I, but Camby, you know, Camby was an incredible defender and pairing him with Vince. And T Mac early, like what a what a yeah. foundation of a roster. That would have been scary. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, I love Camby. His criticism might be that he was always injured. He had, he had a yeah. lot of injury issues. Uh, with yeah. the, and that was one of the reasons that um, a Butch Carter um, or Daryl Butch Carter uh, did not appreciate him because he thought Camby could have played when uh, when he was injured. Like, like he, you know, Butch Carter basically accused him of like not not being hard enough and not playing through injury, which was a weird accusation to make any time. Right? God, a generation of like old men, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how far the Raptors have, look! How far the organization has come. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I'm just happy we we see no more primo primo pasta commercials. <laughs> I leave that all or GoDaddy. Or GoDaddy. No, I missed the GoDaddy commercials though. The, but those, there were curses. Those are, that, yeah, but they were funny though. I'm like, yeah. yo, I take I take like ten years of JV. Actually, no, that's not true. I still want the championship. Anyways, okay, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> so, uh, Christian, who you got uh, coming around in this fourth round? Okay, so we're headed towards the home stretch of this draft here with with only two picks left to f- fill our starting five out. Um, so I've got DeRozan, Anthony Parker, and Marcus Saul. 
Um, I know in the previous round I said I wanted to surround DeRozan with with shooting, and I need a point guard. So I was thinking, you know, the obvious choice here would be someone like uh, Jose Calderon, who I still believe is on the board. But I'm gonna move away from Jose because I'm a little bit worried about that Jose Demar Derozan backcourt, at least <laughs> defensively. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, Alvin Williams instead, and yeah. so he gives me. He doesn't give me the shooting Jose Calderon does, but he does give me some size there in the backcourt. And again, I with my last pick with Anthony Parker, Alvin Williams will always have kind of a, a special place in my heart, uh, especially when we talk about that New York Knicks Raptors series, right? Uh, and he was just such a big, big time player in that series. I believe he averaged double digits in scoring throughout almost every game in that series and against Philadelphia minus a couple games here and there. And I just looked it up. He shot 35% in the playoffs uh, that year. So that's, that's more than adequate next to DeMar. And, and again, just to have him in the backcourt to help out DeMar, help out um, Anthony Parker as well. And Gasol, I think would make him the, the perfect fit here. 30% on one, three a game. <laughs> Hey, that's it. That's all, that's all, all, all we need. All we need. Uh, Zarar, who, who you got? Uh, okay, so I got Bosch, Fred, and uh, and uh, Mo Pete here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm gonna. I gotta get five guys here, so uh, I basically have like two wings and uh, one big. So uh, there's a guy that I really want to draft next. Uh, but it will leave me short of size. But I'm going to make make up for that in the next round, I think, somehow, because I really want to draft this guy. Um, so I'm going to move Mopeed over to the uh, uh, three from the two. Uh, and for my uh, guard, uh, I will pick um, a guy that I wish the Raptors had not traded. Uh, one, of, one of the best scorers, gritty guys. Uh, maybe he was an all-star. I'm not even sure. Um, I'm going to go with Chauncey Billups. Um, played a very brief stint with the Raptors, uh, and then went on to have a pretty amazing career. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, Chauncey Billups, whose highlights I can't even find, but believe me, he was pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) He played like 30 games with them. Yeah, yeah, it was like half a season. It was, yeah. uh, Um, I would say that it would have been an interesting scenario to see, like, if he could have become who he became with the Raptors. I don't know that that would have been possible because he was kind of like a journeyman before he got to Detroit and won the championship, wasn't he? Yeah. So, journeyman's harsh, uh, but he was he was unsettled. Let's put it that way. He was unsettled. Yeah. So he didn't have like a yeah. He didn't have a play like until he got to Detroit. He wasn't like settled in. He wasn't a journeyman, but, you know, he went from place to place and he moved around probably a lot more than he should have. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like that's a great pick. <laughs> Phillips, Mr. Big Shot and like and like defensive IQ, too. Like, God, underrated. Yeah. yeah. Talk about underrated. He was only 20, 21 when we went to Toronto. Yeah. So, and, he, and, you know, we, we talk about the core of like Vince, T-Mac and all this. But Phillips is a guy that we don't talk about. If he's part of that core, he supplies that. That, that 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 eventual leadership that he supplied in uh, in, in in Detroit, man. So Aiden, who who you got next? Oh, I'm ecstatic. I feel like things are kind of falling into place here for me. So my issue is 
like I said earlier, I have no um, attack at the rim. I've got Kyle Lowry who can get there, but it's not really his primary uh, style of play. I got Ibaka. We all know what he does. And I got Christie, who's kind of a little bit everything. So this might be a little bit controversial for the, the Raptor fans out there, but I'm drafting Rudy Gay. Uh, I was thinking about him too. You know, like he's a volume scorer, a high volume, high volume scorer. Right. <laughs> In the sense that he needs a lot to score a lot. But was it 27 uh, shots to get 37 points. Yeah. But <laughs> he's, he's supremely athletic yeah. in his prime. Like he crammed dunks. He's one of those dunkers who wasn't all that creative, but they were just so ferocious and athletic um he's versatile nowadays i mean we see it even in his old age he can play a lot of different positions so he fits into uh the three well can play the four and bump a back into the five and he can put up the shots that he would love to put up and that nobody else on my team is really willing to do so i think he fits with what you drafted so far i think he fits well with what you're trying to do there so yeah, yeah. that's a good pick and oh i was gonna say Worst case scenario, I can unload him for a bunch of other dudes that will, <laughs> will make, make, make my bench nice and deep. John Salmons. Yeah. Patrick Patterson. And no stat sheets allowed in the lockers, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's for Patrick Patterson's safety. Yeah, that's for you. Uh, that's hilarious. I remember watching this particular game, though, and he, it, like, we couldn't have asked for a better start. He was just pulling up on people, that ISO game that we hadn't kind of seen in a while. And I remember the Clippers broadcasters just kind of being really hyped for us during this game. <laughs> yeah, it's his first game with the Raptors. Yeah, right? yeah it was first, he came off the bench, too, right? And he yeah, was just he, like, he just exploded for, like, I think 30 points or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was Lowry's, uh, like, homeboy villain. Best over, friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were like boys not that guy really gay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think lowry is his uh kid's godfather actually oh really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah they're really close uh so jamar who you got okay so my first three picks are vince t mac and jv um that's really <laughs> i also right now think i need a four i that's why i had rudy gay in mind but I was also thinking that with Vince and T Mac, chemistry wise, that probably like that's a really diminishing role for Jason. <laughs> that probably wouldn't work. Like that would work better as a six man. So I had two guys who don't really need the ball, don't need plays called for them, but can contribute. And it's like they're two totally different style of guys that I was trying to decide between. One was only here for like a couple months. Um, Aiden apparently hates him. Uh, he can he can slash. He can defend. He's athletic. Uh, has a very, has a really weird shot. Although he shot it pretty well in his previous place. And then the other guy I was thinking about also was traded here. Uh, he was here for who a Aiden couple loves. seasons. Huh? Who Aiden loves? Oh, you know who I'm talking. You know who I'm going with. I feel like I do, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, I'm gonna here's the giveaway. He still, he was threatened by Fred, but he still has the record for most threes made in a game with the Raptors. So I am going to, you know, space it out. You don't need to make plays for him. You just, if you double Vince, if you double T-Mac, if you pay too much attention to JV, just kick it into one of those corners and Daniel Marshall will be. Ah. Okay, that was a good pick. 
Yeah, that's not who I thought. Good job, dude. Good job. Good job. Yo, I just don't like... I don't think Sean Marion wanted to be in Toronto, and he was just kind of like... His ego was too big. He should have just stuck in in Phoenix and played the the role he was meant to play. He came from Miami. He did, but I mean, but he he went to Miami because because he was whining. Yeah, because he thought he was better than he was. Yeah, which he he was. He he used to shoot from his chest. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But he, right? but it was um, effective. Like he made a lot of threes, and then he just yeah. after he, after he left Phoenix, stopped shooting. Like there is there is one in Phoenix, he shot thirty eight percent from three. So I can't knock it if it, if it's working. But everywhere else, he he couldn't shoot. So I and I he did win. He won a championship with Dallas too. So yep. yep, very versatile. But in this case, I just want I just like the space that Daniel Daniel Marshall would give this team. So gotta go with him. All right, so Manny, who who you got now? Okay, so uh, I, on my roster, have OG, I have Kawhi, I have Antonio Davis. My team is a defensive force, without a question. <laughs> um, so I want to get a, I need a point guard. And um, I'm looking at, you know, what I need from my point guard. And really, I just need my point guard to, you know, be able to shoot the ball at this point because you know if he can be an average defender then okay that's cool as long as he's an average defender i know nobody's gonna get past you know og Kawhi and antonio davis so um with this pick this guy only played a season for the raptors oh i know yet it was the best season of his career he shot 47 percent from the field he shot 44 percent from three he averaged 20 points and six assists. I'm going with Mike James. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he got the bag. James. He got the bag. He was like, it was him and Bosch that were, the, it was the first time that the Raptors had two 20-point scorers on the same team in the franchise's history. So seeing as how he's still available, uh, I'm going to go with Mike James because – like I said, I need a guy that can score the ball. I need a guy that can drive. I need a guy that can dish. And uh, the version of Mike James that was with the Raptors was clearly the best version of Mike James. So that's yeah. I mean, he, he, he's uh, you know, like there's two guys. I, I can never think of Mike James without thinking about Bashawn Leonard. I never think about Bashawn Leonard without thinking about Mike James. <laughs> yeah. Because, because the yeah. two guys were in the exact same situation where the season meant nothing. Which meant yeah. the guy who had the ball was just going to shoot it, yeah, and Vashon um, yeah. Leonard was the guy who, um, you know, I used to, I used to always say he cost us LeBron James uh, because uh, he cost us that. <laughs> it was that year that we. And then Blake one day, like he's like, Zorar, I'm going to show you that he didn't cost us LeBron James," and went through this like massive analysis of all the games yeah. that he had played and goes, "See, he only won us like six, four or four games or whatever." And I was like, no, nah, man, I think he cost us LeBron James. I want, I want to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory better. Yeah, I think he went on to go to Minnesota right he after, went on to right? Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, and then he didn't do so well in Minnesota. And then, yeah, he, uh, he, he had one good year with the Raptors. And it was, like, the best year he had in his career. And honestly, I'm just thankful that he's still on the board. And unfortunately, that year didn't translate to anything uh, in terms of wins because Raptors did not – win anything that year they i think with 27 55 and 506 
We're still transitioning away from Vince at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were mm-hmm. still, yeah. They were still like, a, like only a year removed from the Vince Carter trade. Not even a year removed at the beginning of that season. But, um, you know, yeah. I think for for what he provided for that team, and I think for like what he's adding to my team, which I don't really need too much leadership. I think Antonio Davis and like he's a very vocal. I think for the way Kawhi conducts himself, the way OG conducts himself, I think uh, Mike James is if he can just, you know, kind of follow in their lead, then uh, he's a perfect yeah. addition to my team. Yeah, I'm going to be like all Fran Frischella on you and go, uh, I mean, you know, uh, with DJ Ford on the board, uh, to go with Mike James, questionable decision. Questionable. But, it's a, hey, man, I was looking at percentages, and we're only going with the the version that in the, the time that they play with the Raptors, and so... TJ, like, would have been a good pick, but I also, I just didn't really see TJ. I didn't, I wasn't ever fascinated by TJ Ford, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, I thought he was fast, but other than, you know, the scoring, I thought, like, Mike James, you know, in my opinion, at least, was, for that season, a better player. Um, overall, uh-huh. I'd probably, overall, TJ Ford's probably a better player. You could also know. took him Ray for a man. Skip to my Lou was on the board. Yeah, I could have, but I, I like Mike James. I like Mike James in the scoring role. The scoring we're we're really role. analyzing this pick. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there's just so many, like, interesting, yeah. non-defensive playing point guards. Like, you know, like the Lou Wills, another one. It's just, like, all these, like, 6'2 guys that basically yeah. Mike James, like, uh, carbon copies. Isn't Calderon still out there, too? Yeah. Wow. Calderon undrafted. Wow. We're gonna get. Yeah. We're gonna get to all of this. We're gonna get to all of this. You guys right, are kind of like. You guys are kind of like teasing my pick. But let's talk. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I like. I like Mike James for what he provided uh, for the Raptors. Um, okay. And then with my next pick, yep. I actually don't know who my next pick is at the moment. But um, if I'm just gonna go and like. Uh, throw a wrench in there. There's um, someone I'm surprised hasn't been drafted yet. Maybe you'll yep. maybe you'll drop yep. him. Yeah, yep. same here. I think I think I'll go. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be a weird pick because I don't even know how this guy's gonna fit on. Please team. don't take him. Please don't take him. I don't think I I'm gonna I, take him. I think um, I think me and Mac are on the same page. <laughs> I I'm think not taking that, him. Don't worry. <laughs> I think that this guy, had he, like, he showed that, you know, after Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal came in, uh, he showed that he could play a little bit. And I, he's not going to have all the attention on him. And this is like, a, I, I feel like so weird taking this pick because I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. But if he can just shoot the three and if he can just shoot the ball and, you know, he was never good defensively. But damn, I have to. I'm gonna go with Bargnani. Wow! Oh, oh, my God. Honestly, I was considering Bargnani too, but yeah, I just, yeah, actually, uh, the, the defensive issues bothered me, so I picked Bargnani on start. He day. pairs really nicely with AD, though. I think so. I think it's a yeah. four out in that situation. Hey, at one point, Bargnani averaged 21 points a game. He was, he was okay. Yeah, near the end of his Raptors career and his NBA career. He wasn't really shown and he wasn't seen in a very favorable light. And that's okay because for, you know, the upstart of his career, it was like, okay, maybe this guy is still holding back on something. Maybe we haven't seen something from him yet. 
So okay. he did average 20 points a game at one like point. Like intensity? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, if, if I say one phrase, I think most Raptor fans know what that means. I'll say one phrase, and that's Andrea Bargnani. And I think he, 13 games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. God, God mode stretch. Right? That was the post Germano Neil gets injured, and uh, Christian, I think he remembers, goes insane for 13 games. And all the projections of him being like a potential all star are back. Then he gets injured, and we yeah. never hear from yeah. the, that 13 game yeah. guy ever again. I remember yeah. that, yeah. That was a uh, prime Ilmago. It was Remember, crazy. he's he's not he's not Bargnani with the Knicks that took that questionable three pointer with like five seconds left <laughs> I remember that. Up by like one possession. He's not that Bargnani. He's the Bargnani that you know. I'm I'm like sweating beads taking this pick, and it's not even like a really big deal. But I'm just like, man, I don't know. But you know what? I'm you know what? I'm gonna stick with my with my guy. I'm gonna believe that the first four picks that I got are going to help him succeed. And you know, that's all he really needs to do is. Is shoot the ball. All right, who's next? Uh, Jamar's next. So I'm next. I'm rounding out my team of Vince, Team at Danielle and JV. I need obviously, obviously, I need a point guard. And I thought about if you guys are any of you guys played 2K, I thought about cheating because his primary position on the Raptors was point guard. I thought about cheating, putting T Mac at point guard, but I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So that's going to leave somebody that I think I know Mac wants for him. Um, so this brings me to the old, uh, we're going to have like a little throwback here. I'm throwing it back to 07, where we had a point guard conversation, uh, uh, point guard controversy Controversy. between, between Jose Calderon and TJ Ford. Mm -hmm. And I'm really stuck right now. Um, one guy is not really a great fit fast as hell and would just put pressure on the defense. And then another guy is not a great defensive player, but can shoot the hell out of the ball. But I feel like I already covered that with Danielle. So I'm literally just tossing up a point in my head. Uh, huh. Uh, CJ or Jose? Wow, we're, we're, we're back. We're back to this. <laughs> uh, 14 years later, and we're still right with that. There's no right answer, Jamar. I... Because to make it easier for you too, Jose was garnering All Star consideration in two thousand. I think it was eight. How's a TJ Ford fan though? Um, okay, doesn't make it any easier. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop loading you guys up. I'm just gonna go with. <laughs> 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 I have to edit this out. <laughs> Sorry, my no. We got to keep this part. We got to keep this part. It's, it's, cool. so, it's a tough. It's a tough decision because they're so it different. Is. But neither um, play defense. Neither play defense. I'm That's just why going, it's hard because it's I'm like going, you're basing it off offense, right? Yeah, it's either the speed. I get or flashbacks. I get flashbacks with this debate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with TJ Ford. Because Ooh. I feel like TJ with Vince and T Mac on a fast break, that would be fun as hell. So I'm going with TJ. I think the basketball pick would be Calderon because it just fits better. But I feel I, I TJ would make this a really fun team. So I'm going with TJ. 
I think yeah, you couldn't really go wrong with either guy because of that. With, with like what you said, TJ Ford will create the fast break, and like Jose will run that pick and roll with JV on your team, and then kick out to Vince or T Mac. So right, either yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, either one would have worked. It's just did I want more shooting or not? But yeah. I think TJ is a better scorer too. I think Jose is just like yeah, without Jose's question a, the better a, distributor, right? Right. Although TJ is a pretty good distributor as well, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'd say the the when I look at your team, you got Vince, T Mac, JV, Marshall. So you, Vince was never a great pick and roll uh, ball handler. He was more definitely on the on the other end of things. Uh, T Mac, you said you're not going to have him play point guard. Never played in much point guard in Toronto. Um, if you had to pick a guy who ran the pick and who was on the pick and roll with Marshall or Vince or T Mac um, or with JV, especially, I guess. Uh, probably Jose would be the better pick and roll guy, but me, I, I, I kind of agree with the pick because I think TJ Ford was just a firecracker, man. I'm just thinking about how how crazy a fast break that would be, where like TJ would just push the pace, and with Vince and T Mac, you would want to push the pace. It would just be exciting as hell. Like, because yeah, I understand, I understand, in like the in the um in the half court, you probably want Connor. Connor is probably probably the better guy that can set everybody up. But I'm just. I'm thinking. I'm thinking highlights, man. <laughs> what what game was it? Uh, who who were they facing when he got injured that time? Was Atlanta. it Atlanta? Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Was Atlanta. Yeah, Horford. Horford. Yeah, Horford. That was never was never, just, never was never was the same after yeah. that. Yeah, it was yeah. never the same after that. So sad. He went to San Antonio too, I think, and this a, a similar issue occurred. It wasn't nearly as bad, but his yeah, back basically. was was hurt, yeah. and I think he still had to be stretchered off. Yeah, and that basically ended his career. And he got he got injured in the Nets series as well with the with the whole stinger. Oh Bring yes, him. yes, yeah. Damn. So, uh, Aiden, you're up next. Cool. Well, I, <laughs> I've structured a very like uh, fluid team here. I feel like I could go either way. I could I could throw in another guard like like Powell or Terrence Ross, and like just really like 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 uh, boost the scoring. Or I could go what I what I hold dear to my heart, which is just like ugly, chaotic defensive basketball. And I mean, and then so it's like, do I want to do I want to get a little bit bigger with someone like Amir Johnson, or even you know, I have to give credit to James Johnson. Like that guy really kind of turned his career around. And for a while there, it felt like he was the only guy that could maybe stop LeBron James in a series, which is weird to say, but. But no, what, who I'm choosing is the anti-Rudy Gay. He's literally the exact opposite. And that's going to be uh, a guy who we also grabbed at the trade deadline to make a playoff push, P.J. Tucker. Ooh. Who I think pairs well with Ibaka uh, in, in kind of we're being undersized, but we're stout and sturdy and strong. And he can spot up and shoot. You're a big fan of those uh, 2000s Knicks Heat series where it's like 70 to 66 in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, I like two minutes left, eh? <laughs> that's, but, that's your style of basketball. Oh, totally. I don't <laughs> want it to be pretty. <laughs> that would be a tough-ass team to score on. Holy shit. Oh, man. Like, you don't have a minus defender on that team. You have Kyle, Serge, Christie, Rudy Gay, and P.J. Tucker. Yeah. And then, Yeah. We're we're taking it to the seven like this like we're scoring seventy a game. 
Yeah, you're I mean, on forty percent shooting. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no offensive creation. It's literally just Lowry running pick and rolls and Rudy ISO Rudy Gay. It's just defense. That's just it's defense and average yeah. offense. Yeah. I feel like a bigger guy though, like JV, could be a problem because that is a rather smaller team. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Actually, JV, JV will offset the field goal percentage for sure. And we saw Ibaka struggle with those bigger bodies. Like, they could just kind of bounce him around. But I feel like, you know, when you have long arms like Christy and Gay in the lanes and and Tucker, and then Lowry doing his thing, I feel like we can kind of, you know, the same way last year we we did that with OG and Siakam against Embiid. Like, I feel like I could pull that off. I just need that Nick Nurse genius. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Zarar, who you got next for your, to round out your starting five? So I got so I have right now um, Billups at the one, uh, or sorry, Fred at the one, Billups at the two, Mopeed at three, Bosch at four, and uh, I need a five. Um, and uh, like, like I, I, I was thinking about pairing Amir Johnson again, um, but I'm gonna again that that team is too similar to real life, so I, I don't want to do that. It scares me, uh, and. I'm gonna go with a with a with a Marcus Camby-ish pick. Oh, I know where you're going. Because I mean, who picked Camby? I think it was. Uh, it was me. Who, who was it? Or was it you? Yeah. yeah. So you picked Camby, and you're like, you know, the Camby of the old. Even though Camby was injured uh, a lot during his time with the Raptors, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna pick this guy, um, Hall of Famer. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon to round off my uh, my my five. Uh, only played one season with Toronto uh, and uh, had this amazing game against Atlanta. I hit the game winner there. Yeah, I'm cheating a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't the Hakeem that we know, but a great player. Uh, this team probably doesn't do that well in today's NBA, but overall, I mean, it's got it's got it's got two Hall of Famers on it. How many other teams on this draft have two Hall of Famers on? I don't know. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the team. They're the only two Hall of Famers in Raptors history right now. I think, right? If one day that team might get a third Hall of Famer, you never know. Yeah, Zerar, you didn't want uh, Jermaine O'Neal? No, uh, because Jermaine O'Neal. Okay, we so we, had, we used to have this guy who write for us uh, called Scott Phillips. Um, he used to do the roll call. And man, you should go back in the archives and check out his analysis of Jermaine O'Neal from that season. And he's a shit on him all the time. <laughs> Rightfully so. Because this guy, like, just folded every time you needed him. Uh, so even though on paper it's Chris Bosch and uh, and Jermaine O'Neal, the Twin Towers, the East Twin Towers of the East, they were called, or whatever, it was not a good team. And he was very inconsistent. He had a few games here and there. I'm confident that Olajuwon is the better pick there because Olajuwon, at least, even at, at his ripe old age, was still a good defender. Jermaine O'Neal was a good shot blocker. Uh, right. Olajuwon could actually still defend with his hand. He was kind of like Marc Gasol, but not really. Uh, but but that, that's, that's a comp that I would give from a defensive perspective. I don't think Jermaine O'Neal was ever healthy in Toronto. Like no. he, was, he, he was still favoring that knee a lot, which is why he kind of underperformed. I don't think he vastly underperformed, but he did enough where it's like, okay, what's going on? But I don't think he was ever healthy. He he, he, he laid weight at the 13 games. I think that it was what? The season opener that he had like 17 and 8 and then that was like, and then he's like, okay, season's over. And then he checked out. I don't know. Do you, do you guys remember Lauren Woods? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Amazing, amazing season opener against Detroit, I think. 
<laughs> what was that? What was that line? What was that style line? Do we know? 20, 2011, something like that on opening night at, AC, uh, at ACC and uh, Lord, it was like a late signing in the summer. And, you know, so yeah, but that didn't last long at all. We had, uh, that was around the era where we had some banks where it's like, oh my God, wow. So we had Lauren Woods, we had Jelani McCoy, we had Jerome Moizo. It's like, holy. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and, and Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of Jelani. No, I'm not thinking of Lauren Woods. No, Lauren Woods. Lauren Woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. We, dra- we drafted Hoffa. Like that, that was, that was, oh, yeah. some, that, that was some era. Pr- Primo's Brezek. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Rasha Nostarevich. You can't put Rosho in that category. Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray. Gray. You guys remember uh, Pops Mensa Bonsu? Of yeah. Course. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a fan <laughs> yeah. favorite. Oh, yeah. Mamadou like, and And there's a. Uh, Mamadou Enjai? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Yogi, Yogi Stewart. <laughs> what about, like, Keon Clark was. So, That's oh, why I thought you were going. I, oh, yeah. Wow. That's wow. why I thought Zarrar was Ooh, going. I, who still has picks? I debated. I debated. But not enough. I not enough with that guy. Yeah, I did my board, but yeah, that's another dude who like uh, needed weed to be legal and like needed the modern <laughs> NBA. I totally forgot about Keon Clark. Wow. Mm-hmm. Then again, I didn't know research, so what do you expect? I'd be tempted to kind of pick him, but just in the spirit of rounding my team around Demar Derozan, which I guess kind of speaks to the issue of you know having Demar as the person you you build around. Uh, I can't go with Keon Clark, unfortunately. I, I toyed around with Sean Marion a little bit, but he didn't really shoot that well. I, that was pre-Dallas Mavericks championship run, and, and he didn't really shoot well with us. Uh, Amir Johnson was someone I was kind of toying around with as well. But in the interest of just adding a bit more of a scoring punch here for us at the four and just what I think is a fun pick, um, someone we actually traded away for tj ford um and and someone who was capable of popping off for 48 points uh he averaged like 13 and 5 13 6 ish i was just kind of looking up earlier today almost a steal almost a block per game and in that one year he was with us like we I could have sworn that, you know, him, Bosch together, we'd be okay. Uh, so Charlie Villanueva mm-hmm. is who I'm going to go with at the four. Um, gives me some added length there. He can shoot out of the corner more than adequate from outside. Um, he showed a little bit of shot creation in his rookie year. Not too much, but uh, Charlie V is who, who I'll go with. It's another guy I didn't think about. He's on my board too. Yeah, damn. That's a, yeah, I was thinking about him or or Bargnani. Yeah, I think they envisioned him playing the three uh, when they drafted him, but yeah, that didn't work. Uh, Rob Babcock pick, right? Uh, was he? No, no he, uh, he, Rob Babcock trade, I should say, right? Was, was yeah. he the guy who pulled that trade? I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he got drafted the same year as Joey Graham, right? Yeah, we had yes. two. We had, we had two picks that day. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and I was think it? there was a rumor at the time where I think it was New Orleans who wanted both our first for us to trade up, and we were supposed to take Chris Paul, and we just we denied the we declined the trade. So there that goes. I don't do that to me, man. I've never yeah. that was, well, that was clearly stupid. Not to do that, but. <laughs> Matt, what happened to Villanueva? Like he, he just didn't like care. Was that how he fell off? 
Uh, no, I think he right. got that big. He got that big contract from yeah. Detroit, and then yeah. Ben Gordon, and then, him and, and Ben Gordon it, got all that money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was uh, it was John Cooster who was the head coach at that time, who was an assistant with Cleveland before he got went to Detroit. But then he just didn't have the players. I guess didn't mesh with them. They didn't really like. Nope. They didn't like Cooster a lot, and so I think that kind of like made it for an awkward locker room situation. I don't know if that played yeah, into Villanova's no. Villanova's situation, but yeah. Hey. Yeah, that was, when, that was when Detroit was falling off, and I remember, I remember there was a game. I can't remember against who. It was a home game, and like basically the entire bench. I remember T Mac was on the Pistons at that time, um, and they were all just laughing at the, laughing at Kuster. It was really weird. <laughs> that, I think that that the chemistry was really off on that team when Ben Gordon and, G, and Charlie P were there. Not to any fault of their own. It was just, it was just not a good team for him to be on. Man. Okay, well, I guess we're rounding this out. <laughs> I guess this is the last pick. Now, if you look at my team, I have Damon Stoudemire, Jalen Rose, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Camby. And I think I need one more scorer. Uh, somebody who I wish we didn't trade, but I'm glad we got Gary Trent for him. <laughs> mm. I'm going to select Norm Powell as my starting shooting guard on my team. He deserves that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that's a that's a solid pick to round it off. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great pick to round it off. Yeah. Um, second rounder. I mean, when he drafted from UCLA, man, I think immediately you saw that this guy this guy just slipped in the draft because he had like enough physical tools and a bit of a mid range game and a first step to, to be there. And um, yeah, would you guys rather have uh, Norm or Gary Trent signed to a five year deal right now? Mm. I would say probably probably Gary Trent because and I'm not just saying this because it's a homer pick but I would say Gary because I think he has a more size to fill out I think he has more potential down the road and I think Michael Jordan even alluded to this like way way back in the day but you you pay players based on potential a lot of the times and like I don't I'm not saying Norm can't get better I just don't know where else he can take his game um, with Gary Trent, I see a lot of different uh, avenues he can go down. I like different things that he'd get better at. I think the one thing we all agree on is he could be more of a slasher and he could drive to the rim more. So I'd rather I'd rather give that money to uh, Gary Trent, knowing he's a younger and b. Um, I think he just has more opportunities available for him to fill out. Um, so yeah, I'd go with Gary Trent. So who was the best Raptor to not be picked? Well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I could show you who's on my... Okay, so my point guards I have left here. Uh, I have H- Jose Calderon and Mark Jackson. Jose didn't get drafted. Yeah, yeah. that was a little bit of a surprise. Sorry. Yo, Jared Jack, I want to throw him out there too. Yeah, Jared Jack, man. Yeah, shout out Jared Jack. Uh, shooting guards, we have Lou Williams. Terrence Williams. Ross. Yeah, Terrence Ross, Gary Trent. Well, Trent's still fresh. Um, D. Brown. D Brown. Uh, Tracy Murray. Uh, Tracy Murray was on my list. Tracy yeah, Tracy Murray. Yo, D oh, Brown Murray. in '98 was averaging seven three-point attempts a game. Like that wow. is well beyond the the Ahead norm of, time. of the time. Ahead of his time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I made fun of the guy, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, Jason Capono, you know, only shot threes that were that were completely free and like not under pressure. <laughs> 
but he 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 did win win like I think did he win the uh, three point shootout with us? Twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. seven and oh eight, he won it with once Miami, with Miami and, then and then once with here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was one of those twelve a.m. signings, no? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brand yeah. Yeah. Just waiting, freaking with the dock sign ready to go. Wow. <laughs> he was like the only one that called Jason Capono that that night. Yeah. yeah. He was the only one. He was the only one. Capono's agent was like, "Go to bed. We'll talk about this tomorrow at nine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, Capono gets a call. Hey, Toronto wants you. Wait. Wait, really? The next best offer is nothing. Oh, well, <laughs> somebody was mentioning uh, centers earlier, like naming centers off. I, I got one obscure one for you. Uh, Menke Batir. Ooh. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. From Mongolia? Or where was he from? Was I he? think he was Chinese. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Was he? Okay. All right. Was, was it Lonnie Batir? Lonnie Baxter. Oh, Baxter. Lonnie Baxter. Yeah. Were they the Bash brothers, or was that somebody else? No, that was um, um, Archibald. Uh, mm. I, don't, Archibald. I don't want uh, like I I would never draft him, but I think Turgaloo is probably one of the the most talented that didn't get drafted. Yeah, yeah, Kirk. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, I got like one more pick, or like a one more uh, six man uh, ambassador. Ambassador. Oh yeah, our ambassador. Yeah. How do we want yeah. to do? We'll just stick with the order. We'll do like the same way. So Mac, you go first. Oh, I don't even know my ambassador yet. Um, you guys, you guys might have to come back to me. Let me, let me. Okay, see. okay. Well, we're picking a Raptors ambassador. I know who I want. So okay, okay. Let's go reverse order. Uh, oh, so uh, or Manny, you go first. Okay, so I I was thinking about this while we were drafting, and I was like, all right, so who do I want to represent my team? Which Canadian treasure do I want to uh, to really like? Wh- what what person gives off like my team's personality the best? And like, I think my team has like a silent but deadly kind of theme with it, <laughs> and so I I really feel that way because you know Bargnani never talked. Uh, we barely I don't know if Mike James did. Mike like OG doesn't really talk when he does. It's gold. Same with Kawhi, Antonio yes. Davis. Like I said, he's probably the most vocal, um, which is probably a good thing. So based on that theme, silent but deadly, I think it's only right that my global ambassador be Keanu Reeves, John Wick himself. <laughs> um, without question. I mean, honestly, my next choice was Celine. No, Dion, wait, but... don't, don't give you ideas. Don't oh, give you ideas. Sorry. You might name my guy and people might pick him. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, please. Because I got a special guy, man. Okay. okay. You have a special guy? Yeah, special. <laughs> so, so anyways, I was, yeah, but I was thinking about a, uh, a female singer that I thought was very good, but I, uh, I opted for Keanu Reeves because I thought, um, yeah, I thought, like I said, he just embodies the theme of my team. Um, and he's a very interesting, very charitable person. So I think that's also a good thing. He'd be a good influence on my team. Hopefully, uh, we're going to look at it from that aspect. So, yeah, Keanu Reeves is my global ambassador for the team of Kawhi, OG, Antonio <laughs> Davis, Mike James, and Andrea Bargnani. Nice. So, Jamar, who's your ambassador? Okay, so literally the first person that came to mind because I wanted to stay in Scarborough because that's where I'm from, born and raised. So, uh, I'm picking Andre DeGrasse. 
just the first person that came to mind. He's been really, he's obviously been tearing it up with all the medals that he's been getting and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know why that, that came to mind first, but that's just who I wanted to represent as my global ambassador. Okay. He's going to screw me over. I know it. <laughs> no, I'm struggling. Zara, you, you go ahead because I'm still... All okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. And you know what? <laughs> Th- this is the guy who should be the global ambassador because oh, by okay. every definition, he is the coolest person. Undoubtedly, you look at this guy, you're like, yo, I want to be, uh, yeah, I, I want to be buddies with this guy, beer with this guy, or whatever, hang out with this guy, not Drake, right? <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to so go with my man, Am Jackson, big rapper wow. fan. And huge rapper fan. Probably attended more games than uh, freaking Drake. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, he's my guy. Like you see him at courtside all the time. And he was a rapper fan when uh, when we sucked. So it's not like he's new. He, he was he was here way back when, right? Um, but yeah, Sam Jackson's my guy. Okay, so Aiden, do you have your? I, I don't know what I was thinking, but like this guy would be the worst ambassador ever, but I, <laughs> fuck, I don't care. My ambassador uh, is an actor who played a coach in the famous 90s movie Little Giants and looks a lot like uh, a former Raptors head coach, um, Neil Oshie. Am I right, saying that right? Kevin O'Neill, sorry, wrong guy. <laughs> Kevin O'Neill, and that's Rick Moranis. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. You just came to mind. I'm going with it. Nice. Uh, so people who maybe don't know. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I blew up the kids. That's so Christian, you. who do you have? All right. I, I'm going to go with someone I think is an easy call. Um, someone who's like very, very, he immerses himself within the Raptors culture. He's always involved with the Nick Nurse Foundation. He had Nick Nurse on stage during one of his concerts. Uh, my girlfriend is a big Arkells fan, so I'm going to go uh, with the lead singer of Arkells, Max Kerman. Wow. Uh, and he plays in the Raptors Republic Tournament. I uh, played last time, played a couple times. He's, uh, he's, he's played, and uh, yeah, good guy. Damn, so I guess that leaves me still scurrying around for someone. So, okay, he he has some of the most iconic commercials in Toronto or even Canada history. Um, I think his branding would kind of match the team as far as being called the cash man. I'm going to go with Russell Oval- Oliver. <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> Oliver Jewelry. It'd be perfect branding. <laughs> No, that's hilarious. I like that. I could I imagine like him doing pre-game commercials and halftime shows. Is that the cash man? Yeah, the cash man. So, you know, <laughs> I'm the cash man. <laughs> Give you money for your gold. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's my the man God. Right there. That's I like that. That's amazing. Who was the best team here? Mm. Okay. So if I'm going left to right, so Manny... He, right now, he has starting point guard Mike James. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has Kawhi and OG on the wing. Mm-hmm. And John, I, sorry? And he's got John Wick in the stands. <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> Yo, if one of you guys score on me, man. <laughs> Yo. When do you score on me, man? <laughs> There's no John Wick is waiting. 
Who's handling the ball on this? Oh, Mike James, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mike James, OG. Even Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi, okay. I, mean, I got I got plenty of options here. I don't know, man. I don't think this team's going anywhere. Like, there's no leader on the team. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? I got Antonio Davis. I guess. Can you imagine Kawhi and Bargnani going at it? Like, <laughs> just Kawhi just ripping Bargnani on every possession. It's, it's meme quality content, bro. Like, that's the that's the entertainment part of it, you know? You gotta have some storylines, some here and there, you know what I mean? Right. There it is. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right. I like it. Okay. I like okay. it. Jamar, Jamar, what do you got? Oh, Jamar, yeah, you got TJ Ford, Vince, T Mac, Danielle Marshall, and JV. That seems pretty balanced. I like this oh, team. Yeah. That seems pretty balanced. Yeah, it's a nice team. It's it's very it's traditional. Yeah. I'd say it has like the probably its offensive potential is like off the charts though. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, they're gonna put buckets up. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Aiden. Not against my team. <laughs> <laughs> you have Kyle Lowry, Doug Christie, Rudy Gay, PJ Tucker, and Serge. Oh, yeah. Lockdown Central. Yeah, this is a good team. This is Your good team, team is like the good. opposite of Jamar's team. Yeah. That would be a nice playoff series. That would yeah. be a great series. I I guess like I Gay and Christie are on T Mac Vince. That's like you definitely win that matchup. And JV's probably taking Ibaka, but Lowry's going to work on TJ Ford. Yeah, probably. Yeah, easily. And then Lowry's taking every charge that you know I think JV guys, hits him yeah. with easily. Yeah. JV's gonna get frustrated easily too. I mean, I mean, I, I'm next to Aiden. If it's if it's your team versus my team, I mean, the backcourt is a battle. It's yeah, uh, Chrissy you know, Lowry, Mo P, Fred. Oh, and Bill. Yeah, wow. And Bill yeah, wow. wow. It's a, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a you know eighty seventy four final whoever wins. <laughs> and Bosch and Abaka is like kind of like Spider Man versus Spider Man, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it really be, is. I think this is the most entertaining matchup. I'd say the most like even matchup. Yeah, it's like a lesser degree, one hundred percent. Bosch and Abaka is like it's a it's a very intriguing matchup. Yeah. Wow, and, and so we got Christian, the dream shake. Yeah, and you got keep yeah. <laughs> Billups and Lowry. I'd love to see that matchup too. Like, I mean, obviously Billups isn't uh he wasn't who he who he became when he was with the Raptors, but Billups and Lowry, that's a pretty Yeah, it's a young Billups. It's a pretty cool matchup. Damn. So Christian, you have Alvin Williams, Anthony Parker, DeMar DeRozan. Charlie V and Mark Gasol. How do you feel about that team? <laughs> I think, like, look, looking back on it, I do need a, like a wing defender, but I think this team can put up points. Like, especially if Nick Nurse is coaching in a five-out offense, I think these guys can put up points. Even if you have Demar, even really playing some of that playmaking role, um, and I have, I have like three, four guys that can easily put up fifteen points or more. So, um, on the back end of the draft. I, I like I like the combination that we have here. We probably could use like if we have somebody coming off the bench, we probably could use like a somebody who can switch one through three and guard the perimeter a bit better. Give give us some size there. I think Anthony Parker and Fred VanVleet is like I will I would love to see that matchup. Like them guard each other, I would love to see that because Fred is like yeah he's small, but we all know Fred has like the defensive means of like you know. 
I think those four guys surround. Like you did a really good job building around Demar. I think like it gives it gives him a lot of space. It, it allows him to be like the creator, and you have guys that can score off of that as like secondary tertiary dudes. Okay, and then my team, we got Damon Stoudemire, Norman Powell, Jalen Rose, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Camby. Dude, minus Siakam, you're like team swag. Like, there's <laughs> so much fucking attitude on your team. <laughs> Even with Siakam, you everywhere. Even Sorry? with Siakam, you know, spicy P. Oh, yeah. This, this technical fouls, this, this team will get, like, technical fouled out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of yelling. I, you're right, but Siakam's like, you know, like he he's fierce, but it there's it doesn't have that like, grit to it, you know, like like Rose or Camby have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Camby and Powell, you might even have to like get a new ball halfway through the game because how like tattered <laughs> up that thing would be easily. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. I'm just and Oliver is like. Oliver's taking them out after the games and they are just getting so wasted. Yeah. It's like <laughs> parting all night. Yeah. The, the, the ball's not leaving Damon and Jalen Rose's hands on this team. No. It's, they're yeah. just going to take shots each. See, I've been just going to be spinning out of control though. <laughs> and then they're going to be, they're all going to be blinged out though. Oliver, all like oh, yeah. he's going to be hooking them up True. with like, top of the loin. <laughs> So, so Siakam's going to make one mistake in the clutch like he did against the Knicks, and Stoudemire and Rose are going to be like, see, told you, like, we should shoot every, every time. Yeah. Too big zirconias for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I don't know. Like, I don't know who has the best team. I'm trying to... I think I do. I think I... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd say Aiden. I mean, Aiden has a good team, but I think I could take yeah. that team. I could I, take I that know. team. I, I think, think Jamar. So. I think Jamar wins on the backs of Vincent T. Mac. Yeah, the firepower and JV. JV. Oh yeah, Jamar too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamar's got a good team. Yeah. But man, playoff basketball. You want to come to Aiden's roster? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah>, basketball. <laughs> uh, I, I think it, it, I'll trade you Mopi for Christie. <laughs> you wish, man. <laughs> That would be real, be real Any, nice for team. Anybody want Bargnani? No? No. <laughs> he should not be on these he's 20. Not even, he's not even on the trade block. It's okay. These 25, these 25 Raptors, he should not be one of them. It's <laughs> He's not even on the trade block. I was just joking. It's full. No, 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 you weren't. No, you weren't. True feelings came out there briefly at the end here. <laughs> I just, I I'd rather, that team. I'd rather have like, Garbajosa. Yeah. Jorge. Nice. Jorge, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bargnani. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat pasta now. All right, I'm gonna. Right. This is great, so guess, man. So I guess, um, thanks guys for joining me. I know people in the comments will probably pick who they think has the best team, and uh, I guess they should let us know who who got a reach in there and who got a steal. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back again next week. So please remember to like, subscribe, and raise the vibe. Thank you guys. Give me your hot barnyard please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys. See you guys. Peace.